Welcome to the process of things. Does stuff work? Every time with that metronome. Tick tock. All right. Welcome to the process of things. Does stuff work? We are in episode six. Six. Yes. I think this is episode six Mm -hmm. starring No No Nancy. (laughs) I was going, no. No, 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 no. All right. Somebody mm. knows what I'm talking about. It's me with the song. Somebody. And we're in different generations and I've just learned. Somebody, to please that. raise your hand. Let <laughs> us know that you're out there. Because we don't know. We're it's a dreary it. day. Mm-hmm. We're making I'm getting over sunshine. a cold. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting over a cold and I'm flying to Thunder Bay. Yep. Toot sweet. I bet it's snowy up there. Santa. Santa came yesterday, so he's probably also in Thunder Bay. <laughs> I was at a friend's house the other day, and she <laughs> they'd put up their tree and everything, and she realized that with a four-year-old, that was the worst idea ever, oh. because <laughs> the four-year-old was like, is Christmas tomorrow? Oh, no. How about like, now? <laughs> how about 40 more days from now? Yeah, no kidding. So what are we talking about today, Nicole? I told you already. No, oh, no, yeah. Nancy. No, no, Nancy. Sorry. Yeah. Welcome to the process of things. Does stuff work? This is episode six. Negative people. No, no, Nancy strikes again. I am Nicole North. And I am Ruth Henderson. And we are your hosts today. Welcome to the process of things where we take current business trends and buzzwords and let you know whether they actually work or not. Negative Nancy. Nothing ever works. No. (laughs) Nothing happens. I'm going to be negative. I'm going to be negative Nancy today because you already are. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'm a little bit cranky. I'm a little bit sick. I have to fly to Thunder Bay. And you had to do CRA tax things. This and morning. I had to do tax <laughs> things today. So I'm the perfect example of I don't want to do anything. And no, I'm not going to do it differently. Except you're usually not. You're u- that's usually my role. <laughs> <laughs> not from a negative, but from a practicality. I'm that kind of. Downer, Debbie Downer. <laughs> well, we everyone has one of these in the office, and it's just yeah. so frustrating. The, is it possible that there are variations, or that there is a spectrum of Debbie Downers and negative Nancys? And you think about, you know, when I when I'm the negative Nancy, it's not from a trying desperately to be awful and and just be difficult. I'm usually doing it from a practicality standpoint. And then there are people who are just digging in their heels because that's what they do? Um, Well, I think in some cases it can be a personality trait. Mm -hmm. So in some cases, is it related to your um, innate preferences um, for um, introversion, sensing, thinking, Mm -hmm. and judging Mm -hmm. um, that... Um, make you less open to change. So when there is the possibility of a change or a new idea or a new way of doing things that you don't have the data to support it. Yeah, you could also add layer on top of that or related to is the, uh, you know, the thinking styles that we talk about with people that are the, the doers, the analyzers or the dreamers. The analyzers are the ones who always want to know all the facts before they move forward. Doesn't mean they won't move forward. Yeah, it's just like no for now. No for now. (laughs) My answer is no for now until you can provide me more compelling evidence to go for yes. Yeah, and I imagine those people are very similar to that. Maybe not uh, preference for introversion. They might also be 
um, extroverted and think that way as well. Probably more linked to the thinking and sensing uh, sides of Myers-Briggs than the introversion, yeah. uh, even maybe than the judging, perceiving side. Because that's more about how you actually do the thing, right? Yeah. Once you get there. Yeah. But it is, I, I do kind of feel that there are those two differences. There's those where it's innate in your personality that you need the information or you see the flaws. My mom used to say it's you're a flaw finder. You're being a flaw finder. You're, you're mm. finding those flaws. Um, and there's a place for those and a time for those. And I think on the other hand, you do have those people who just are difficult. In every office, there's one person who's just difficult because of a whole history of things or maybe a whole story that we don't know about that person. So my question is, does it matter what the source is of the negativity hmm. if you're thinking about how to deal with it or not? Interesting. Well, I do think I do think how you might deal with it might be different. So if someone um, has a personality preference and that makes them resistant to change mm-hmm. and um, it makes them kind of instantly say, no, 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 what about this, yeah, what about this, what about that? Use me in that, that situation because right? that is me. Right? So yeah. your, I, your ISTJs mm-hmm. of the world... Um, there's probably one style for dealing with that, right? And Mm -hmm. it's just like, okay, let's go in, let's provide more facts, let's provide more logic, let's provide a project plan. And like, that's how I would deal with you. For example, if I had a new crazy idea, Mm -hmm. um, I would tell you, you would put thinking face on. That's where Ruth would furrow her brow at me. And I would say, ooh, she thinks this idea is dumb. Um, But then I said, no, that's just Ruth's thinking face. (laughs) Let me give her some... Resting think face. Resting think face. (laughs) Um, let me, let me give her, you know, some facts and some ideas and to support this and why I think it'll work and mm-hmm. how I think we can get it done in the same way that we were planning on doing it before. So yeah. basically I would just shift my message to appeal to you. And then I would say most of the time it would just work. Yeah. And that's why it's that no for now kind of thing until yeah. I have all the information. Another perfect example is my husband. Um, so I'm a doer and I'm also, um, ENFP. So I'm, you know flighty all over the place <laughs> um i can say that because it's for myself not all enfps are flighty nor should we call them flighty <laughs> disclaimer for me um it's <laughs> <That's> true <laughs> but um you know i want to book a vacation and i'll see the first thing and be like let's book it let's go right now mm-hmm. i don't know about like the weather mm-hmm. <laughs> during that time of year i don't know anything um and so one of the tactics and i used to get really frustrated because it just seemed like tom was always saying no to me it was just like no, well, what about this? And what about this? And I would get really kind of mm-hmm. bummed and kind of be like, oh, well, now we can't go anywhere. You won't let me do anything. Da, da, da. So I started approaching it differently. And now I go in with three options that have price, that have um, the benefits that, you know, and I lay it right out for him so that he knows that I've done the research. And so he's more conf- confident in mm-hmm. saying like, yeah, okay, let's go with number two. Oh, yeah. That it's that it's that figuring out where what the source is of the negativity of the no no Nancyism and trying to deal yeah. with it. Because some people, if they didn't know about me and my need for uh, information and logic yeah. to put structure, they might see me as that person who's just digging in my heels just because. And so it could be completely wrong. And yeah. or you could have somebody who is just digging in their heels and giving them all the information in the world isn't going to change it. They may have, for whatever reason, a whole lot of experience, background, negative experience with change, 
yeah. with new ideas and new approaches. And it's sort of that, you know, that once bitten, twice shy kind of thing. Maybe it's dozens of times bitten. And I'm just not. No, it's just not going to happen. They've yeah. tried this before. It's not going to work. It's the flavor of the month. All of those things that you hear. And giving those people more information sometimes will not help. So one option of no-no Nancy is personality trait, mm-hmm. which you can augment by delivering the right message. The second type of no-no Nancy is just like my past history tells me this. And so I am just yeah. negative at work. I might be the most positive person outside of work, yeah. but at work, just based on what I've experienced. I've given I up. Just, I've thrown in the towel. Don't even bother. How are we going to deal with that person? Mm-hmm. What's Ooh. the, you know, uh, I think sometimes it comes with what we've talked about in the past of setting expectations of, uh, you know, the change curve, right? Yeah. And trying to figure out where somebody is on their journey through change. And if they're wallowing in that not able to move forward, you've given them information, you've given opportunities to have discussions, et cetera, then it just becomes a here's where here's what's happening conversation yeah and, and a little we are more doing directive this, a little more directive a little less collaborative and engaging which doesn't mean you don't give it the chance for this person i also love to use the appreciative inquiry style no that's a good one right so especially mm-hmm. someone who's no no nancy at work you know you say hey we've got this new way of processing expense claims and they say no 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 that's never gonna work that's not the way it used to be that's not what i you know mm-hmm. um and to kind of say okay well tell me about a time when you thought expense claims did work really really well yeah. what was that like what yeah. was the process like and trying to try to create some linkages between the new process and what they really liked about something if they're a real no no nancy they'll be like well it was never good <laughs> It's exactly. It was never good. Nothing ever works and nothing gets yeah. done. And then if you ask them, like, well, how would you do it? Well, I don't know. You're the manager. You do. Oh, yeah. So that's my phrase that, you know, there's always that teeny percentage of people that are just difficult. Or as I sometimes say, they're just jerks, right? There's <laughs> not a lot you can do um, with those people. They have their life story has gotten them to this place for whatever reason. And you're probably not going to be able to fix it at this point. So that is when it's being directive, it's saying, here's what we're going to do. Here's what I expect of you. If they're impacting other people, that's performance management conversations. That's a really difficult path to go down. Most yeah. other people, you can either bring them along by, f- by giving them the information they need to feel comfortable that it's moving forward or engaging them to be part of whatever it is that's happening um, or just saying, you know, this is, this is happening. Can, can I count on you? Can you get on board? All right. So we've got those two scenarios. Now let's have, um, the random no, no Nancy. So I will tell you a story about when I (laughs) became no, no, Nicole. I can't believe it. Yep. So, um, there was a premier's mandate letter, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, that had come out and one of the, when you were in the government, when I was in the government, And one of the promises was that um, everyone in a family could renew their um, Ontario um, provincial health card um, as a family rather than having to go individually individually based on your birth date or whatever else. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, a mandate letter happens usually in the beginning of an election cycle 
and um, someone can, a minister or a premier or whatever, can issue a letter with all these promises that they want to make as part of the election pr- um, cycle. And then, and then all the bureaucrats and go bureaucrats running. And bureaucrats have to go figure <laughs> out how to make it work. There's just like a whole bunch of chickens. Everyone like, gets free ice cream on Thursdays. Like trying to figure yeah. out all the different like ways that this could happen. <laughs> so yours was to figure out how families could renew their health cards together. All together Rather than individually on their birth dates. Yes. Okay. And you said... <laughs> Well, I was like, I, first of all, I just thought it was silly because I thought, like, is this really a need that anyone actually expressed? I really struggled with that, first of all. Like, is there really that many families of yeah. 10 <laughs> left in Canada um, or in Ontario that mm-hmm. required that, you know, made it so burdensome to go to get their health card renewed for their individual um, children and spouses that it was much easier to go in as a conglomerate <laughs> and go a in large to family g- conglomerate. a large family conglomerate and go in and get it done, you know. And then I also thought of all of the families that I knew, um, and at that time, you know, the majority of them were um, divorced families, families with like interesting layouts of stepchildren half half children halflings mrs Mrs. doubtfire she said that families are not the same they're like many families have many different um permutations and combinations right so then i was like well so you know you have a family with um divorced parents do the health cards renew on the mother's birth date or on the father's birth date or on the eldest child's birth date on the youngest child like, how was it to be determined which birth date we were picking? Yeah. And who was picking it? Which, Us? Who's the head of that Or family? the family. Yeah. Right. So that part didn't make sense to me. And then, we you know, when we went to go do all the calculations, it ended up being quite expensive to rerun the algorithms for all these things that we had just redesigned so that your health card and your driver's license were now suddenly aligned. Yeah. So now what were you going to do? Mother and father have different birth dates and their health cards both renew on the mother's date, but the driver's licenses renew on their individual birth dates and therefore you couldn't renew them together, which was the whole, like the real benefit. That yep. was something that people really wanted. Yep. Like if I've got to come in and do my health card, bam, I get my driver's license as well. Or, oh yeah, yeah. I really need to get my driver's license done. Great. My health card's getting renewed at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I kept running all these different options scenarios and they were costing so much money. And so the minister's office kept coming back and saying, no, that's too expensive. It's impossible. There's no way that you are. (laughs) They kind of accused me of trying not to do this project. Wow. And I remember um, there was a really well-respected woman that I used to work with previously. And she was now at cabinet office and she was on this project with me. And she finally just looked at me and said, Nicole, it's in the letter. Mm-hmm. Someone came up with it and it's a good idea. You just need to do it. Mm-hmm. And I remember just kind of opening my mouth to say something <laughs> and, and then, then shutting promptly it shutting it. You know, what's funny though, as you describe um, why you had such a negative reaction to it, it was for the, the thinking, sensing reasons you had momentarily shifted in or put the other hat on that you do have deep down inside of you. Deep down in there, yeah. It was logic-based. You were not not wanting to do this project because you were being difficult. You were looking for the logic and not finding it. 
And yeah. so someone finally had to say to you, well, because my work at that point was logic based. Yes. I was required to come back with numbers and calculations for how this could work. And the numbers were ludicrous. Like, yeah. Why would we spend $5 well, million dollars see, trying to do this? You're looking for the logic. So when we are talking about this podcast and the no, no Nancy's, are we talking about people who are looking for logic and that's why they keep saying no? And or are we talking about the people who are just miserable and just want to say no? It's both and. It's both and. A little from column A, a little from column B. It is. It, it's the, Both of those people exist. And I would put to you <laughs> that we often misdiagnose the source of it oh. and think that someone who is looking for logic is just a no-no Nancy and is just being difficult. Well, and it's true. I, I, sorry, not true, but it, it, it's how it's perceived sometimes from yeah. the other side. Like, mm-hmm. I'm always just like, oh, this person is just saying no because they don't like my idea, because I'm being spontaneous, because I'm so fun, they just can't handle it. Mm-hmm. And in reality, they're, they're just looking they're for some looking logic. They're looking for the logic. From, my, from the way that I've presented it, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. I, as an ENFP, yes. have presented my idea slash vacation option slash 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 in an ENFP way. Mm -hmm. I have nothing written down. Mm -hmm. It's all super high level with no facts. Um, It talks about how it's going to make people feel. Yeah. um, And it has no plan. Right. And so no wonder someone with the opposite senses would just say, okay, yeah, but. Yeah. Where's the data? Where's your plan? Where's the logic? Where's the this? Mm-hmm. And pretty much that's what the mandate letter was. It was a super high level statement said aloud. Yeah. Transmitted into a letter. And telling you to figure out the logic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's probably why I reacted the way I did. For sure. And, and that's what it is. So imagine you've got, let's paint the picture of, you know, no, no Neville. And is anyone named Neville at this point? Neville Longbottom. I just watched Harry Potter <laughs> number two on the weekend. So that's why he's in my head. Um, so there's this guy at work. He's, you know, been there for 20, 25 years. Solid worker. I wouldn't call him, you know, Mr. Happy Pants. He's, he's kind of the guy who's a little bit grumpy, does his work and does a good job. And he's the guy who every time you want to do something new, there's a new change, a new process. He rolls his eyes so far, they almost get stuck in the back of his head. And he mutters. And he he just kind of grumbles and mutters, and this isn't going to work, and this isn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't not do it, but he just, how awful it is grumbles and how stupid it. it is. And then finally one day, you have to do um, something difficult for the team, and he just, he just, throws up his hands and he says, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And just sits there, arms folded, eyes stuck in the back of his head. Now, how do we find out if he is Mr. Grumpy Pants, who is just being difficult because, or he's no, no Neville because he's always looking for the logic? How do, how do you assess? How do you figure out the source so that you can address it? Ask questions. Mm-hmm. Like? Tell me more about what you're thinking. Tell me more mm-hmm. about what's frustrating you about this. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about what, how you might do this differently. I don't know. Any, any kind of tell me more question or... Because yeah. his answers, help I me think... Help me understand questions. Help me understand is a good one. I think answers for those 
uh, sorts of people are often just because it's stupid, because it'll never work, because we do these things all the time and they fail. And then and then it's still just digging deeper because normally yeah. you'll say, well, because they always fail. The tendency is to either say, no, that's not true. They don't fail. What about that? You know, and you start remember when we did this back and, and it was forth. fine. And then he says, no, it wasn't. It's because I fixed that. And they start it becomes a bitch session. Yeah. About how awful projects are and how they aren't effective. Not a debate. So the best thing to say is, OK, no, that's never going to work. Tell me more about that. Mm-hmm. Tell me why you think that. Tell mm-hmm. me. Tell me more. Help me understand what you're thinking. Help me understand your logic on this one. I mean, it again goes back to help me understand the logic of your thinking, where you're going right. with it. So, and I think that's perfect because if you can ask it several times, you know, that old peeling the onion back five times, whatever, yeah. you should start to hear qu- answers that sound either like, I don't understand it. It's not well thought through. We don't know you know, how, what are we going to do about this? These things don't make sense versus it's always awful. I hate them. I end up doing all the work. I don't like this because of that. Why can't we just leave it the way it is? Yeah. There, that's two separate sorts of answers. Yeah. Like it resulting could be a workload in the same, issue, right? Maybe Neville's negative because he always gets strapped with the majority of like the problems at the end. Let's say Neville's in customer service. So he's like, oh, sure, you're going to change everything. You guys change it all. And then I'm stuck on the yeah. on the line at the end of the day explaining to the client why everything's wrong. Yep. Maybe maybe Neville has change fatigue. You know that we, we yeah. hear that phrase about people who have been through so many changes because government organizations and private sector organizations are having to do more with less all the time now. And people are just tired. They're just tired of it. They just want to, as I heard somebody say once, they want a no-fly zone for a little time, a little while. They don't want anybody to make any changes, and they're just tired. Some so of the best organizations that we've worked with actually um, put together calendars of all their change initiatives and make sure that they're balanced throughout the year mm-hmm. and that they're not impacting one subset of the organization and over oh, and yeah. over and over again. Like so, if if No No Neville is actually in customer service and the the organization has several different components. Um, and each one of those is going through a change that ends up impacting the customer. So there's five different departments. Each of them is doing some improvements and efficiencies and all those sorts of things. The end result is something better for the customer. But now No No Neville, as the customer service person, has to know about those five different changes. And if the organization hasn't looked at those changes from a holistic perspective, it's possible that some of those changes actually negatively impact each other. And he's the one left sorting it out. Yeah. So we have to figure out where it's coming from before we can actually deal with it. I've got another scenario for you. Let me know. What is it? No, 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 net. No, no, net, net. No, 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 net. Generally happy-go-lucky person. Mm-hmm. You tell them about a change or something that's happening, and they just burst into tears. They don't know how it's going to work. They're, they think it's ridiculous. They also have, you know, the s- similar the response, Similar right? response, but normally not the grumpy person. Just yeah. usually fine, and today she's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's going on there? How do you... Is it the straw that broke the camel's back? Is she that person who... There's so much else that we don't know. You know my phrase that everyone is a walking storybook? Mm-hmm. What's going on at home for Nanette? 
what's happening in her life of change that we don't know about. Yeah. And, you know, her partner lost their job. Uh, her sister is sick. Uh, her She had to put her dog down on the weekend. You know, uh, oh. she's getting just her like house painted and day. it just didn't work. You know those days when I'm just grouchy mm-hmm. and you can... <laughs> and you can just tell that no matter like, and I'll start complaining about things and you'll say, well, is it possible that this, Mm -hmm. and is it possible that that, and basically after a whole bunch of crest questioning, we both deduce that I'm just in a terrible mood and that there is no chance I'm going to like anything. There it's no, 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 could again be on a spectrum of either. She's just having a bad day and she's got a headache and whatever, or she's really going through some stuff. She's in a life phase change, whatever, right now, and we just don't know. And so today she just can't. She can't even I with can't this even. change for a host of reasons. And again, it comes down to tell me what's going on. And that's why when we talk about the importance of genuine concern in the trust equation with employees, that we pay attention to Nanette and we notice over time what's going on with her and what that subtle shift is. Because we're not going to be successful at all without her, without her helping us. So, you know, you've got Nigel. Was it? No, it was Neville. Nigel's another good <laughs> Nigel. One. Nigel. Um, you've got Neville, who's grumpy all the time. And what's going on with that? And then you've got Nanette, who's just grumpy randomly, randomly. today. And then you've got Nancy, who really doesn't mean to be grumpy. She has resting think face. And all of them are going to impact your team and your ability to get things and move them forward. Maybe maybe Neville is the grumpy one who's just who just is and always will be. And it's not yeah. for any good reason. He's just miserable. Yep. And there's nothing you can do. So all of those things have to be straightened out in your head before you open your mouth and try and do something, before you label them all as the no-no Neville, who's just miserable. Well, the risk is that, you know, you start to label people, Mm -hmm. even me, who that one time on that one project was just particularly Mm -hmm. fussed up. Yeah. Um, Oh, they'll never help. Forget about Nicole now. Yeah, she doesn't have any creative ideas for how to fix this. She just knows how to tell us how it can't be done. Yeah. yeah, and the risk is that you either wash everyone or write everyone off and mm-hmm. they're like, no, that's not going to help, so we're not going to even call on them or ask them for anything. Mm-hmm. You risk them not being engaged in the solution, right? If you decide that you're just going to be directive and tell everybody what to do, I know I can count on you, Nicole, right? Hmm. Right? So now I haven't talked to you and built up your understanding of what's happening and maybe missed out on some great ideas that you might have, even yeah. if those ideas come through the questioning search for logic. Um, yeah. once, once you answer those logical questions, or it may make you go, oh, yeah, right. So, you know, there's, there's reasons for that. So we've got, we've got those, you know, four types, the people that are just miserable, the ones searching for logic, the ones who are grumpy, but really it's, there's more to it than that, if you could just get to it, and then the random ones. It's really no different, except for the maybe the grumpy all the time. That's like the one teeny little percentage of people that you can't you yeah. can't say where you ask all the questions, you do your best, and then you're just directive and yeah. you're like, sorry. But the other three, Nigel, is there a different approach to the the search no. for logic? It's just the random questioning, yeah. redirecting, 
um, changing the language, making it appeal, giving someone space and allowing them to come back, all of the same things that you do. Yeah, it's using ASB if you have to. Come back to our tool and say, hey, Nicole, when you say these things in front of the team, uh, I notice that the impact is this. What's going on, Nicole? I mean, yeah. ASB is such a great tool to open your conversation with people to find out where the negativity is coming from. Yeah. And if the negativi- if the negativity, the negativity is coming from a search for logic, then provide the logic. If it's coming from an uh, an unacceptance or a, a nervousness around change, then use your change management skills and help them. Um, understand when change is successful. Help engage them in the solution. Help give them space or time if it's no, no, Nanette, and she's really going through something at home. Help her deal with that so she can come back and be successful at work. Great. You know, one of the things, too, that um, really impacts culture and um, people's comfort in the workplace are all these kind of uh, visual cues of distress, Um, so recently I was talking to someone who, um, they had a staff member and they brought them into a really important meeting and the staff member was clearly not happy with, um, the, the changes that this person was requesting or whatever. Um, and they sat there with their arms crossed, leaned back and just huffed and puffed and rolled their eyes, rolled their eyes the whole time in Mm -mm -mm. front of a really, um, high level official. Wow. Um, you know, and it's just such an easy thing to say, I noticed you looked really displeased with what was going on. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and then moving into that coaching conversation of like, you know, how does that impact your team, the people sure. around you, that official, our relationship with that official, right? To understand that that person's behavior not only impacted the high level official who had to apparently break in halfway during the meeting and say, look, I know you're frustrated. I'm frustrated too. Let's just get this done. Also now it impacted the relationship of the other two leaders that were Mm -hmm. in the room with their staff member. Like I just had my hands on my face and I was like, I cannot believe that people think it's okay to puff and puff. And then that person, the manager or that person who's in charge of that person has two issues to deal with. One is that puffing and puffing is not okay. And the other is, what was causing the huffing and puffing, and can we deal with it? Like, again, was it a search for logic? Or was it you're stressed out about whatever change is happening or or whatever's going on here? Yeah, And Um, it was a search for logic, and it was just, it was one of those things. Because because we said so, we're making these changes. Yeah, well. (laughs) And it's really unfortunate that you don't like them, but... Unfortunately, I'm the boss and I'm making the changes. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of what, the, in the Ugh. end, that's what it was. And it was kind of like, well. Well, and you you know what? Sometimes that's necessary. I believe strongly that some, it should be rare that you have to say, but you know what? That's the decision. We're moving forward. And that's exactly what that person said to me. Yeah. They just said, Nicole, this idea isn't stupid. Someone smart came up with it and we're doing it. So mm. yeah. jump on board or don't. Yes. Help us find a solution. Or like, let's find someone else who is willing to find a solution. And yeah. you could have knocked me over with a feather because I just went. <laughs> Do you know that metaphor of like, are you on the bus or are you not? And I remember long, long time ago at an organization saying, let's talk about that bus. We have not only is this one particular person not on the bus, they're slashing the tires of the bus. Yeah. Or you'd get and this person is on the bus. 
but they're sitting in the back <laughs> mocking the driver, you know? So you had all these different people who were on it. board with what was happening, but not really. <laughs> the people at the front singing a song. Yeah. Being cheerful <laughs> or maybe sitting behind the driver and pointing out that where the driver should be going. Like you can use that metaphor. It's and they, great. the thing is they're all moving towards this change but they all need different information um, to help get rid of that negative side. And I think what we're trying to say here is that understanding where the negativity of, is coming from is your first step. Is yeah. it search for logic? Is it something else that has to do with change, acceptance of change, comfort? You can give me all the logic in the world and I still won't like it. Seek to understand first. Seek to understand before you give your advice mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. coaching or direction or mm -hmm. support, whatever it, you know, you can't, I guess the kind of the moral of today's podcast is you can't go to no, no Nancy and give them all the same solution. No. You know, you can't rub them on the arm and say, everything's going to be okay. Like we're going to get through these changes no. or you can't give everybody just a ton of information because they won't care. Right. And you can't just tell someone to just do it anyways. Who cares? Mm -hmm. You need to customize your response based on what you discover. <gasps> Bespoke coaching. Bespoke coaching. I like that. Mic <laughs> drop. <laughs> it's true. It has to be customized. Because yeah. even though um, the symptom is the same from everyone, they're all saying no. The the reason for it, the diagnosis is different. I had a chiropractor once because I... He was um, treating my feet or something, and it wasn't where I was sore or experiencing pain. And he said, if you step on a dog's tail, where does the bark come out? So he said, just because the dog barks out of its mouth doesn't mean that's where the pain is. The pain was, the issue was oh. in the tail. I thought it was a strange one, but I've thought about that since then, that, you know, in this kind of situation, whether it's Nancy or Neville or... Nicole or whoever, they're all saying no. So the bark coming out of the dog's mouth is all no, but they're all being caused by something completely different. So I love it. Yeah. So if you're a vet, you're going to do different things. You know, one person, their paw hurts. The other person, he has a, he's eaten a bug or whatever. They're all different. <laughs> Genius. Even though the symptom is the same. Genius. Thank you. Mic drop. Genius. Mic drop. <laughs> Um, and so that's today. That's today. No, no, Nancy strikes again, but we've got a bespoke coaching solution for every single one of them by seeking to understand. Uh, next week on the podcast, you're not going to believe this when I say this. Okay. Is the last of season two. I don't believe you. Yes. Oh, it's because we skipped one. We did skip because one because it was be a bit series three. duplicative. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we're on the last episode and it's Peter, you're fired. Oh no. We didn't even talk about Peter today. He had the week off. He had the week off. So we have to fire Peter next week. So next week help we have people to learn how to fire. Yeah. Nice. Oh, that's nice. I only had to do it once and it wasn't even like really proper firing. It, well, yeah. it, well, we'll talk about it we'll next week. We'll talk about it. Um, and then keep yourself tuned up for season three which we will launch right into mm -hmm. um which is going to be all about um, managing your own career mm -hmm. um both from the employee and the manager perspective we'll talk about yeah what do you do to move on what does it mean to have a mentor we're going to talk about interview skills resume cover letters everything all of that stuff the whole kit and caboodle yes 
So thanks for joining us today. If you want more, uh, check out at the whiteboard at www.whiteboardconsulting.ca. We'll have a blog that recaps uh, today's episode and kind of summarizes what we've talked about. And you can also check us out on Twitter and on Facebook at Whiteboard Cons. That's Whiteboard C-O-N-S. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank you to our awesome collaborator and producer slash editor, um, Jason Hatcher at Colab for your vision and support in production of this podcast. As always, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.